All right, everyone. Uh, welcome again for another No Gi Required podcast. I'm here with uh, my brother, Jay Zibalos, his other brother, Mike Zibalos. I, have, I also have here in the room Renato Magno, uh, one of my closest in family, the sixth Machado brother for sure. And today as a guest, I have someone which uh, I have a chance to meet many years ago, which for me, he... He was the gentleman that introduced wrestling to MMA or introduced MMA to the wrestling group of people, which turned out to be so many incredible fighters, and he was the coach. Uh, if I understand right, junior champion, I got to read this, junior champion, <laughs> you know, in high school, uh, and standout wrestler for the University of Iowa. 177 pounds. Man, I saw some of the fights, and it was very interesting. It was very cool because um, I have a chance to have a few lessons from you, learn how to do wrestling. Rico Ciparelli, man, thanks for being here. I nice. want you to share so many of the stories of you on the battlefield and also behind the battlefield teaching, coaching so many incredible fighters, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is a great place. Really Man. Nice setup you guys. Oh, it's really great having you here. Super honor. This is like taking me back too because this you you represent a big part of the, the I saw a picture of uh, UFC 13 and Rico is right there. And how well, 250 something the UFC today. He was right back on the early days. And I want to start asking for this, Rico. Baltimore Butcher. Let's go through this. I just saw that is a nickname that you have, and if it's PG-13, you can share that with us. Well, let's do it. Let's start from there. That was just a name that the sports information guy at Iowa started giving me when they started calling out the matches. My father used to hate it. <laughs> <laughs> that became a trademark name. Let it roll out. He's like the ball tomorrow, because <laughs> it sounded too much like pro wrestling, and most wrestlers are very are amateur wrestlers yes. against the, the pro wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Style, so. But I, it was almost. I, like I, I, I was interesting because <laughs> <laughs> knowing you, and I, but I'm from Baltimore, and so I know nothing had to do about butchers. I, I don't know what it was. It. Man, but I, I think it stick to my mind is a very. Good name because it's stick. I can't forget the name now. Every time I see you now, I was like, "Hey, that's Rico, the Baltimore butcher." <laughs> My girlfriend's Brazilian, and she always teases me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Let me ask you this, Rico: Can you can you go back in time and take us the early days in wrestling? Because I know you're not originally here from Los Angeles, right? You're from, oh, yeah, Baltimore. from Baltimore, and let, let, let's go there because it's so much that are knowing you now from the beginning, the accomplishments that you had on wrestling and later on become coaching so many great guys. How was the early days in wrestling? I started wrestling because my father was a wrestling coach, but he never wrestled. Yeah. Which he? Yeah, he was a football. He went to the University of Alabama, and he was a, a fullback, and he was also... Um, like the only guy from Baltimore down there in Alabama, being he was an NCAA Division One football player, he got some letters that I read to be drafted uh -huh. in, the, in 
but very early in the NFL where the pay was like nothing, five or six dollars. Yeah, no, the early days. Yeah, so I came from a good Italian stock. I'm half Mexican, half Italian from Baltimore. I started out in the junior leagues. Yes, just wrestling in back of my father's my father's coaching. So we'd go to the matches, and then my brother, I have a brother that's a year and a half older than me, and we would be wrestling in the back, you know, and with other people, other kids our age and stuff. And that's how we started. And then in Maryland, the Baltimore area, mm-hmm. there's a really big um, junior league program. It's called. Very well organized. There's a state championship and everything. And so in Maryland, in the, in the, first it was Baltimore in the junior leagues. We went through there, and then I became like... And how old were you back then? Like really young, maybe seven or eight probably. Oh, that so is young. So young. Yeah, you, 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 you. I don't even remember how old I was, <laughs> especially now. Yeah, but that's how I started. And I went to the junior league. I was a city champ, then I was a state champ for the junior leagues a couple of times. And then my brother went, started going to high school right across the city, uh-huh. like going here to like East LA somewhere to go to, to, to high school because they started having a really good like wrestling dynasty in Maryland. They were winning all the the, the championships. The championships. The MSA was called different from the state, but it's all the Catholic schools and all the city schools in Baltimore. It's all the Catholic schools in the state and the private schools in the state, and then all now it's just as good. It, as in some and, time, same and spread out in, yeah. in a, yeah that's in awesome Maryland. so we, he went there and so then i started going there in mount st joe and then my senior year i went to blair academy which is a still to this day like one of the best high schools to go to but most people would go after college uh-huh one year like a postgraduate so they would get a little bit maybe they had bad grades or maybe they need to get get get, yes. get stronger or maybe it, 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 it's hard if you had bad grades because Blair was like a really top prep school also. So it was right outside of New York City. And it's still to this day like a big wrestling dynasty. And I went there and every year I would go to the University of Iowa. They started this wrestling camp called the uh, University of Iowa Intensive Camp. Uh-huh. 30 days straight. So for the very first year I, I went and it started with, I don't know, 100 and some kids and Afterwards, there was half the kids there because they made you like get up at six in the morning. Yeah. I mean, this is how we train, guys. And this is the life of of, of a wrestler. Yes, you have to you have to dedicate and, 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 and let's get yeah, yeah that's exactly right. You and get the know. discipline to do so. Not many kids like oh, I don't want to do that for yeah. this way. That was a, a clear one of the clear lessons. Like everybody wants to, but who's going to actually do it? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. There's a big difference there. So everybody has the big dreams. They want to do things. And, I tell my steps and that's what everybody wants, but then you got to do yes. little steps yes. to, to make a big leap most of the time. Yeah, yeah. And, and following up, how is, and you're very young, and then you grow up and, and you have wrestling on your blood now. It's been yeah, around yeah, so your I, whole life. All I've done is wrestle my whole life. I went, I went to college where it was, and at the time I was there, that was the Iowa Wrestling Dynasty, where we won nine championships in a row. My senior year, we lost the tenth one, which would have been a, a, a record in all of the NCAA Division ones because nobody's ever won ten in a row. Wow, there's, man! There's golf people that won nine in a row. There's other people, but we. So my senior year, we lost uh, in a close with Iowa State, and uh, then after that, I wrestled for the U.S. national team for like four or five years. 
and then I won, you know, whatever championship. And, and every championship you, along the way, I won nationally. You, man, I, it's people gotta see Enrique, and man, that's incredible record. And uh, I grew up in evidence jujitsu. We we deal with grappling. Wrestling was one of the things we we always watch. Even in Brazil, we don't have wrestling, but we yeah. always watch and have tapes and all those things. Especially when I arrive in America. We're in search of so many things. It's so different right now. And let me you ask you. You can just go online and see. I that, know, yeah. I know, like, man. People don't understand the time. It's, it's kind of yeah. it's a different time, too, because of technology. And and a lot of the things is the way we saw wrestling in Brazil is going to library books. You see the old books. To learn the techniques. There's no video. Yeah, yeah. We go like, man, how am I going to get this and do use that in jiu-jitsu? step-by-step little pictures. Yes. <laughs> and, and you end up yeah. also being training under... Dan Gable. Yeah, I was, was under Dan Gable was, was my coach. And how is it, man? Because he, this Dan Gable is yeah, he's like God. You know, yeah, he's God in wrestling. I pretty much was indoctrinated through the through the summer camps. Yes. So for four years in a row, before I became an Iowa guy, then I was at their summer camps. And after your senior year, you couldn't you couldn't be at the summer camps because recruiting violations. Yes, yes. But then I was going there, so then I went afterwards. But that's how, and, and and they were the best team at the time. So as a young kid, as you, then there were magazines. So you're reading the Amateur Wrestling News magazine, which is a big. Oh, yeah, record. no. Everybody yeah. would wait for the Amateur Wrestlers to come out, see what the rankings were, see everything. Now it's all online. Yeah. <laughs> but and a couple other magazines that people would look out for and to see who was winning and stuff. And, and the 76 Olympics gave it, became like a legend to everybody and a lot of kids because he was featured pretty prominently on the. You know, broadcasts where millions of people are watching, and which made, which made wrestling just made wrestling take another dimension. Really big, really big, yeah. And it made him like even bigger. So like, he just got it's a, all about marketing. I told my, my just, stepson, but yeah. he just got a medal of uh, honor from yeah, the president. Yeah. What a few weeks ago, a month ago, a couple of months ago, he got yeah, the which the is in, yeah. that's amazing, man, and well, definitely well deserved. Which is great for him, and it's great for the sport. Great for everybody, and he's a oh, he's yeah. a big example of uh, inside the mat and outside the mat. How many lives have been changed through wrestling, through martial arts in yeah. general? Yeah, people don't think that wrestling is a martial arts. It's a sport. I mean, wrestling is, a, is an art form, and there's different segments of it. And one segment is a sport of it. The jujitsu is the same. Most martial arts are the same, and in, and and the wrestling really it's the same as jujitsu. It's just there's different rule sets on this rule and our rule set. You couldn't go even close to doing that. <laughs> That's what I, I love jujitsu. I would first learn it and I couldn't believe that you could do that. People thought up this stuff. It's just crazy. They're just they're really they're taking but, people's arms off. And but but it, it <laughs> is it is an art. Oh yeah, general, of course. It's, it's an art form. The yeah. techniques, the movements, the leverage that you create, the setup that you're doing wrestling to yeah. achieve the control, the timing. This is all of these things are for what they're doing and also for yourself. So the art form brings you to... I, I know the answer, yeah. but I'm going to ask you anyways. Did wrestling change or improve you in your life? <laughs> it improves everybody, yeah. Yeah, the people it that would not like be it. who you are today if it was no wrestling. Yeah, that's all I did my first like 25 years of there life. There we go. Yeah. All I wanted to do was wrestle. That's all I cared about, my first love. And, yeah. and let me ask you this too. It's, I know and I heard, I just want to see if you can confirm that, through your career in wrestling, uh, I think you get into a point that you become also a model. 
Once I stopped wrestling, I've stopped wrestling multiple times. I went back a few times for Olympic trials and stuff because it's like a drug. On my point, someone say it's like a drug or like a woman or like oh, yeah, yeah, no. food or something. You can't just it's quit and not not eat it again or not drink it. It's, it's just a, so most people they stick into the whole thing. It's a it's a lifer thing. Yes, it's a lifestyle that you, that you never leave. And yes, it's, and it's a social group that you'll never that you never leave. And, as I was getting, as going up the ladders and stuff, then, and I was getting more opportunities to do different things, and and so I was getting introduced to different worlds. Yeah, because so it, it's in a good way. We grew up in the martial arts, but surround the martial arts, and the more successful become, eventually more opportunities will happen to you in yeah. the outside world. That we have a lot of curiosity, like, wow, I got an offer to take pictures. It's like, oh, I want to go and do it. I'm a kid from Baltimore, right? I, I went 16 years old. We went to Sweden for the World Junior World Championships yes. or whatever. And it just blew my mind. Like, it was just crazy. I, was, I couldn't believe, like, I just, like, there's something beyond where I'm. This, yeah. These yeah, people it's like, don't care and they got their own news and, and the way they walk clothes and the whole, I, I, call, I had no idea. It just blew my mind. Like, so, so, and the kid introduced me to music and it was rock and roll music. I was like, I'd never heard this kind of music. What is this? Who, what, he had this tape in. He became one of my teammates at Iowa. And uh, he was like, oh, that's uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen or something. I'm like, oh, really? That's, that's, that's crazy. Like, let me see that. We just get a tape. And he kids kept playing the thing over and over again. get a tape. Like, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> it, it feels like, um, I know, like, also growing up in Brazil, we grew up in a, in a small town and suddenly going to Rio de Janeiro, which is, then suddenly you go to United States of America. I mean, it's a different view of life. And have a chance to travel outside your own country, it gives you like, wow, I never dreamed yeah. I'm going to leave my little place to go <laughs> and see the world. It's a sh kind of shocking to see and learn about all those things. Yeah. On that process of modeling, too, I think it's uh, following the, the road. You also end up in a jiu-jitsu academy. In New York. Yes. Because when I, I, the first thing I did when I left wrestling is I came here because I had a bunch of friends in Hermosa Beach that uh, had like houses on each corner, like right, right block from the beach. And I'd been coming there since 87, since I, since I was done um, college. Yes. In 87. And uh, came down and I didn't, I had no plan to do anything. Everybody, and uh, I started going on commercial auditions. I went to a sports agency in like El Segundo or somewhere where they did sporting athletes. And so they said, there's a wrestling uh, um, commercial they're shooting for the Olympics and, and they're doing different sports. And so I went there and I auditioned. I got that commercial. And on the set, the people were always asking me, um, are you a model? Are you, are, did you know, do you do... Do you do print work or print work? And I asked the one guy, "What is print work?" And the guy, the guy's like, "Print work. That's the fashion. My fashion, like modeling. Yeah, modeling. I'm like, wow. No, no." And then a couple of people asked me that. And at the end of the girl, I went up to the one the girl that was really nice looking. It's like this modeling stuff. I go, well, "What do you do?" She goes, "Oh, just go to a modeling agency. I'm sure that." Thinking, I'm like, "Okay, that's interesting." So the next week, 
I went to a couple agencies and they were one of the, a couple of them wanted me and the one guy said yeah I like one guy more than the next and you know next thing I know in the last six months I was in Paris and I stayed there for I don't know three or four years probably then I was in, living in New York City in Paris we used to train at this little Muay gym at the, at the right in Leal somewhere and had like really, really primitive weight equipment at the top and like a Muay little ring and little stuff and the second floor was like a three floor really walk up gym. And that's when I realized that there was other 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 art forms other than wrestling because I had no idea. I was so focused on wrestling all the time. Like, it's crazy. Then And you end yeah. up training a little bit for Hansel, Hansel Gracie? I was in New York City. Yeah, and uh, my buddy Bruce Holtz, I was I was at my buddy's had a gym right across the street from um, uh, Central Park for a high high end gym where they did uh, it's called La Palestra mm -hmm. and they did like all producers and like um, Howard Stern and guys like just celebrity people and they had a rest, they had a couple wrestling mats because my buddy was managing the gym. And he's an, he was a model, and he was an old wrestler, Penn State All-American, and I knew him because he was from my general area. Yes. When I was a kid, every weekend, I would go to a wrestling tournament, and Maryland doesn't have any wrestling tournaments. Maryland's very, is in the East Coast, really close to Pennsylvania, really close to New Jersey, within like four or five hours. But mm -hmm. My father had this red van. We'd jump in the back of the van. And just he, he just go, go. Sometimes we jump early in the morning. Sometimes we just depending where it was. You could go to Virginia, Northern Virginia had a lot of kids tournaments, and that's where we're close to DC. That's only like an hour, hour and a half away, depending where it is. So we would always go down there. Hanrahan was one of the guys. So one day he said, "Hey, um, do you want to check out uh, uh, this? Have you ever seen this UFC?" And I'm like, "No, what are you talking about?" The UFC? See, because I was doing, I was, I was modeling at the time in New York, in New York. And and, uh, and 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 he goes. So I got told these two guys to come in. They're going to show us some 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 of the jujitsu stuff. And I'm like, really? Okay, yeah. Let, let's see. And he gave me a tape. He goes, but before we do this, can you watch this watch. tape? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, okay. I'll watch. One night, I just my buddy and I were sitting there. I could throw that tape and let's see what this guy what, what's he wants to watch. You know, I have no idea. And at the time, like I I, I never really got on. I mean, I did. Pretty well in, in, in the fashion game, you know, like it's, it's a game, like anything else, a business yes, as well. Yes. Like if you treat it as a business, it become it can become a business, can become, you know, different levels of. It. I'm not a fashion person. Like I was never a guy wanting to be fashion. And there was guys that did it. I'm a wrestling guy. Like you know, so it wasn't, and there was no achievement by doing something. It's achievement by like the way that you looked. Or the way that you acted, you, you or felt you want to go back. To it was the craziest thing yeah. in the whole world, yeah. But but you know, it was it was it was helping me to try. I'm on a search for for you know, search for yourself or a search for truth, whatever. Everybody's yeah, 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 yeah. Searching for something, and I wanted to get out of wrestling at the time so bad. I just wanted, I've been wrestling my whole life, and I it's like I wanted to just do something else. I remember Chris Campbell told me. You're gonna come back to wrestling. <laughs> like, well, I don't know. If I, I just wanted to just go out and see. There's others. There's others. This is a community. I understand that, but there's other worlds out there. Yeah. Sorry, there's other worlds out there, and I want. I'd like to check it out. You know, I'm I'm young and rambunctious, so In this brought me back around. The guy, the guy, we went. We my buddy Bruce Holtz came with another model guy who's now uh, deceased and. 
they came, <laughs> and I said, and I told my buddy, Henry, can they just wait till after we're done wrestling a little bit? I need to get my heart right. Because <laughs> they, they looked so goofy, you know, when one when they were older than, than me, you know, and like they just like a karate guy to me. Like I had no idea. <laughs> like it's, I think I think most Westerners at the time they thought the karate it was like karate. If you wear a gi, you're doing karate, right? It's Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah. You got the jujitsu is so fast, so quickly become like the martial art of you know yeah, all yeah. over the world. Like I told somebody, they're not just here, guy. This is all over the world. This is you understand? <laughs> like yeah. it's, you think it's here? Like this thing? It's everywhere. <laughs> like yeah, like it's not just. Think of it as a religion. That's what I told them. Like you have to think of this stuff because that's what it is. It's a lifestyle. It's a it's a code of that you're living. It's right for most people if you're doing and correctly. Sure. You know, and this I, is. And I heard also yeah. in a way through through that time. You know, I think you're watching uh, an event, an MMA event somewhere, because a lot of the tournaments back those days were like kind of underground. Yeah. And I think one big wrestler, I think it was Tom Erickson, had no one on his corner. And he yeah. uh, he was like, hey, Rico, can you corner me here? My buddy Bruce, who was like doing <laughs> stuff, he was trying to get me to go to a bunch of stuff. I went to Fabio Clemente's school, uh, school in yeah, New York yeah. City, like in Union, Union Square around there. First, and I, he wasn't a black belt yet, and I didn't, and I didn't know, but I, I knew wrestling, so I know movement. It's basically movement. It's just like I said, it's just different rule set. Is a rule? Our rule set was like like this is judo, same different rule set. They just do the spectacular throws. Jiu-jitsu does everything yeah. to the ground. Like they won't allow. Maybe they'll let, they won't let, let that go on. But you know, it's just it, it, it's the same stuff basically. If, if you, if you, and I if, think that based on the rules, it kind of uh, puts some limitation on the development of the art because I don't need to go beyond this point because it makes yeah, no sense for, yeah. for wrestling. When I realized you just, I mean, what is this? I go, this is like the last 99, 75% <laughs> of wrestling. This is why it was, this is why it was invented, like, or this is why it became what it was. I never knew that. I just knew sport, the sport of wrestling. Yes, yes. See, and most people get caught up in that. That's just the sport of it. Like, and, and we're going to win, and we're going to do this. And in the end, that's kind of meaningless. I mean, it's great that if it, it, it can it drive you and get you there, like the like the beautiful girl that got you in the place or whatever. Yes. But once you learn <laughs> in the place, say, whoa, whoa, there's another place. That's just the beginning. <laughs> whatever, you know. Come on. Let, so, let me ask you this: and what made you think, or want, or maybe was the course of life? Make made you open. I think if I'm not wrong, your they call raw gym was the yeah. first gym specific towards MMA. It was because if you said when, when I so I was going to Water Hands as I went to um, his party at a partner at the time, the yes. guy Craig Craig, and uh, before yeah, Craig I went, I went work. Craig and I, and I said, well, this guy he he he, he knows something here. He, he, I can see by the way he's teaching and everything. This is this is stuff by the te technical stuff that that I that I could see was valid, you know, especially for a wrestler because your mind is really you're always I was stuck on the one thing, and you had to you had to tell me show me that I'm wrong because <laughs> yeah, here you can this uh, kind of like the the karate guys yes. had an awakening of it. I see, and I when I watched the film. And it's some listen, a wrestler can beat any of these guys, but the one guy you got to they, they can. When wrestling ends, when you hit your back, yes, you hold a guy there, and you get you don't hold a guy after a while. You have to. These guys, it starts when they when they hit their back. They have all these moves, and I used to do a bunch of moves off my back, 
and let, let guys do certain things and roll around. Now they call it funk, I believe. <laughs> and uh, and I, and I did. I've done all. I, I was. I did all kind. And, and Gable hated that sometimes that I did that. They made me become like a a, a, a normal wrestler with basic defense and just very basic offense that that I would have, but be really good at it. And, and it's the same. Like that's. And let, let me let me before we move on to to the gym, which became very successful, and you were able to introduce. MMA to a lot of great names in wrestling. I want to ask you something uh, personal on your, on your personal side in terms of fighting. Is that any or maybe more than one or few matches that you have in your career in wrestling that sticks out to you? It's like, wow, that was a great learn, a great step, or was a great victory. You know that all the matches that you lose the only one was the matter <laughs> that's the only ones that's yet that that's the ones that you remember and that's the ones that you can tell you can remember years later move by move the time that it was where you could smell what, the match yeah, what, yeah, what did can, i miss and yeah and all the, of, as a all learning process yeah. yes you learn more most people learn more from the defeats like i ask people all the time like how many times have you been defeated how many times have you lost your heart how many times this is how you learn guy if you haven't done that a million times and you ain't done anything yet you have to figure out if you do it once and stop you got to just keep going you know that's that's a lesson that you learn and from wrestling or grappling based arts yeah for sure on that transition of being fighting you became an incredible coach especially for the mma world I don't know if a lot of people realize, and uh, if you can name some of the guys that came into your gym and became fighters in the MMA world. But even before that, I was watching uh, a clip. You end up in Brazil doing an MMA fight called Jungle Fight. You fought oh, me a guy, personally, yes, yeah, yeah, me you personally, did personally yeah, yeah, yeah. Fight. You fought a guy yes. there they call Luis Pantera. Pantera is like a jaguar. They may, you, you're in the middle of yeah. uh, the jungle, basically, in Manaus, <laughs> doing a match on your own. What, what was that experience for you? It's like, man, who put me in here? And I, I put myself there, just like every position. <laughs> <laughs> so and you it, did pretty good. I told it somebody, say, it's about choices, guys. What do you choose? You choose one way, you choose the other way. It's and, like, there's always a choice to make. And how was that experience to you uh, as being I, your first? I liked it. I wasn't pre that prepared because I'd hurt my rib a little bit before, so I couldn't prepare the way that I needed to. And um, I couldn't grapple so much. I couldn't wrestle so much. I could hit pads a little bit. And uh, I had a great experience. I thought that they would, <laughs> that they would end the fight a little bit earlier, but they kept it going. The guy kept coming. Like he, it was, It's crazy. It's, it was a fight. See, I've been in fights before. Some, a lot of these guys, they've never been in a fight. Some of the guys I cornered, they told me the first fight I'd ever been in. That surprised me. <laughs> yeah. Ever since I was in Baltimore, I've been in little, little fights here and there. Throughout Iowa, for sure, there was fighting all the time like so that the, the fighting it's not in my blood but they say if i was introduced to boxing i might, might have liked that just as i don't know what wrestling was where i was introduced wrestling was the thing that got me me going that was my like i said my first love was wrestling so and that always it's always going to be there no matter what and once we could do some form of wrestling with the fighting as well how great is that yeah how, how great was that and, you know, and through that experience, you, you end up having your gym, if I'm not wrong, was in El Segundo, right? Yeah, yeah, the first one and in El can Segundo. You, can you say what RAW stands for? Yeah, RAW stands for Real American Wrestling. 
and uh, I re I realized that 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 uh, like there was there was a at the ten time there was a Lions Dan, right? There was Carlson Gracie guys, and Carlson Gracie had the double bulldog. Yes, yes, yeah, you yeah. know, like and, and they wrestling doesn't have anything now. It's start, it's starting to it's like most wrestling in this form of, of even jujitsu whatever you yes. want to call it <laughs> sambo you know uh um it has its form in in uh what do i want to say what was your question sorry yeah when 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 you have the the raw gym you, you have so many great wrestlers that came along into your gym and how is that transition from the wrestling world to incorporate mixed martial arts into because yes the guys that yeah. were in yeah. your gene if i'm not wrong with ben henderson frank trig randy couture and i i know it's more than that a lot of those guys a lot of people came through our gym yes like lioto i trained him for like his first three or four fights and I mean, you uh, have a lot so of people Wally, came through there you have so many big names out there that work coach under you a lot of people came and just we we did a lot of training the gym first was like frank sham i found this place and he was supposed to be in there and i saw him some, one time in, in l.a i saw frank maybe at, at in a santos yes, place yes. possibly and frank's like oh i just lost the, this building i'm like well where is this building at? And he goes, oh, it's gone. i've been looking at the same places like what this street he goes 113 sierra go, oh, yeah i never saw that when he goes oh yeah look at it just go by there look at it in the back it's perfect to go this like you can have a gym and it has upstairs downstairs and you had that for many years you had that for 10 years yeah. and I had a dispute with the landlord and went moved to inglewood in a in a in a and place just as big and a kind of little how, rougher place. How was for you as a coach the preparation for? Because a lot of the guys they were great in wrestling already, but they need more than just wrestling. That's was, the thing about wrestling. How was it that doesn't transition? Finish fights. Yeah, how was that transition yeah. for you to in, to incorporate punching and kicking for me it was and great. submission? Because it was for me it was another way to compete or another way to lear learn more things and learn how wrestling could encompass some type of all-around self-defense or fighting style which the wrestling doesn't win fights right you, i mean if you just hold you have to knock the guy out or you have to submit them whether that's by submitting for me it doesn't matter where whether it's by submission you know joint lock choke yeah, yeah. hitting is a submission to me if the guy submits as a tko is just as good as a, as a as a rear neck choke to me there's no difference no, but you, right. you, but you also uh, wrestling. That was the the creation of the ground and pound. The wrestling's the glue of it, but nobody wanted to mix anything. Nobody wanted to mix the jujitsu. Most people couldn't even learn the ju the jujitsu. First people case. I saw, and when I got to to L.A. when I first for, for real and started doing this stuff was the machados, and we went and because I wanted to go so bad uh, to learn the jujitsu so bad once I started learning a little bit of it and I had all the friends out here was always going to come to LA I never I never liked the big I never liked New York City I was never like in New York like some people they always want to be in New York and make it in New York you can make it anywhere you yeah. know I'm from Baltimore so it's a small much smaller thing but I don't like those big congested cities that I was living in and the attitude of the east coast people it's a different attitude uh -huh. than it's a West Coast and the East Coast, it's just, it's just different attitudes. They're different. Even younger people can succeed more in the West Coast. They're taken more seriously. That's what 
way I perceived it anyway, whether or not whether it's no, true no, or you, not. You, you, know? you, you might adapt yourself to certain cities better than others. Here, they, here they have the I'm technology, they have yeah. all kinds of different yeah. things, entertainment, they have all kinds of different, um, just as many industries yes. here. Like the, I never knew that the martial arts was, that's the, one of the first times I realized martial arts was an industry, well, was like an industry, it was a thing that was much bigger than wrestling could ever think of being, like just the martial arts itself, and maybe that wrestling was one, a model guy was at a friend that was the first like Asian, like supermodel for male model, and he, I went to his house one day and he had a bunch of, uh, of black belts stacked up on the, on the plate. I'm like, what is this? I'm looking at them. He goes, he goes this, this, this martial arts. I'm like, but this, these guys, they can't, they can't, they can't wrestle. Like, right? It's like you can just take them down and beat them up. Like, you know, like, like the Gracies proved what most wrestlers already thought and, and knew. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like these guys are doing, they're taking people down and beating them up. It's like then nobody can do anything about it, right? And and you see all these different styles doing this. Well, if you can adapt, which you have to do all the time, and in order to, to be a living, <laughs> you know, you should be adapting at all times. So this is this is a great extension of, there was never anything in wrestling, there was never an extension of wrestling. You couldn't go, you had to become a Division One coach or you become, there's a lot of, you know, NAIA. And if you're that Here's a place for wrestlers to become like pro athletes almost. Like, but this is the greatest thing ever. And for us... Like I said, we used to fight like in Iowa. The whole thing and go out. We joke like, "Oh, we want to get." In, I'd like to pick up a girl, get in a fight, and get drunk. That'd be my best night ever. <laughs> like, it was, that was it was like almost part of the culture. It was just so you can do this thing and, and make all kinds of money. When Couture did his first fight ever, like he made like fifty thousand. I was some or twenty five, whatever it was. It was two or three times the amount he made all year and he had two jobs going, right? It, it's just the craziest thing ever. And like for guys that like to play, like a Coleman who loved to fight, like different guys, this is something they'll put you in jail for, guy. You're going to go to prison for this and you're able to beat the hell out of a guy before he's getting paid. You're getting paid yeah, for it. Yeah, they're paying you for it and the people think <laughs> that you're the greatest thing and you, can, <laughs> you understand like this whole thing with for, for wrestlers was like the biggest like, I they think come up, it, they could because most wrestlers always thought in my. That's why I want. They're like they have this feeling in their mind like they're second class citizens, right? It's like everybody wants to be a boxer. And the wrestlers always think because the wrestler, you're Olympic champion wrestling, you ain't making anywhere near as much money as your Olympic champion in, in, in swimming yes. or your Olympic champion in skiing or something. You make you be double Olympic, do, and you're still not making any money. As as a wrestler, wasn't as much. Recognition, There's no recognition and yeah. opportunity after you achieve so many championships yeah. and you see every day in other sports like man these people are making millions and what i yeah. did is so I much harder in, in a way to get here and that's yeah. it for me a lot and, of wrestlers see this and they like in college you see it because we were right there with the football team right and the football team wasn't that good but they have good people on it right and we saw what these guys and what they were making coming out of college and they weren't anywhere so I had, we had, I was, I was, we had great guys. We had three-time national champs, guys that had won, like, hadn't lost in two, three years. Like, we had some real guys. It was, this is the craziest thing in the whole world. And they're making Olympic teams and doing, and being, it's crazy now. And they're not making any money. Like, this is the cream of the cream of the crop. Like, it's, and they're not getting any recognition. But meanwhile, this stuff is so much harder. The other guys won't even think about doing it. So there was always a chip on the shoulder for most wrestlers. 
like that. This this was a even the playing field. Now there's guys that I always tell people it's like a for for the great wrestlers won't do it, but for people that didn't get enough of what they wanted to mm-hmm. out of the competition, this is the best thing ever. If you if you have not so much fear of being hit or just learn, if you learn the art form, you don't get hit so bad. Like. Yeah. Look at what Khabib showed people to do. <laughs> like, and he's not the best wrestler. He's not the best boxer. He's not the best submission guy. But he did what he, he did. He took the you know, close the distance, take the guy down, submit yeah. him. It, however, that happens. You know, it's gonna happen no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> You're when, gonna see it when you know. when I'm sure you can tell, and you don't have to say the names, but you can tell watching the fights. Some of the wrestlers, you can say, yeah, that guy, he's okay, but he's not that good wrestler. In some of the MMA fights that you see. I tell you the truth. I, I've never watched so many now. I, I I know it's happening a lot because I'm on I'm on the, the internet a lot, yes, right? Yes. And they have little press packages, but I want to see kind of some of the stuff that happens. Once in a while, I see stuff on TV, and but I can't watch so much of it because it's like I'm kind of a, a prude. I'm like an elitist because because of how I was groomed as a, as a wrestler, basically, uh-huh. and the, that was my mindset. Also, like it was just like I just wanted to learn from the best. That's why I came out here to learn from the, the Gracies and the Machados, right? And that's why how I got that's why I got into the whole thing because I know I could learn boxing and kickboxing. I could from anybody. Like that's not that's not that's everybody knows how to do that, right? They don't, not everybody's good at it, but you could you could find a good guy in almost any city. You couldn't find at that time any really good, but like a great, great black belt guys in the jujitsu. Like it was, it was unheard of. That's yeah. why even Hanato would tell me coming out here, it was guys coming out here from San Diego, and he told the guy one time, "Hey, you got to be uh, on class on time." The guy goes, "Coach, I just come from San Diego every time. Sometimes I'm three days in my car." Like that. That's what. That's the way it was. That, that's the way that the, that the jujitsu had that allure for people because nobody had ever seen anything like that. How did you feel? I think to me is one of the pioneers in introducing a way to a lot of wrestlers and through your your gym and evident the connections that you start making with the MMA world, be able to give those guys what they thought their life in wrestling was done, they achieved the highest mm-hmm. level. Now they have an opportunity to show how good the wrestler they are, plus improving on the fighting world and make a good living at because you you are the ones that were right in the beginning recruit or people looking for you rico can i train at a gym and can you arrange a fight for me and here we go we have randy couture who become a legend in the ufc then you have so many other guys then henderson they all came from you first and you give all these people the opportunity after they thought they were done wrestling to continue to do what they love and and thankfully make a good living out of that. I think it's the best thing ever. That's what I that's what I that's what I, that's what I wanted to do. So that's one of the reasons I, I did stop doing it because it became I was trying to just break, get away for the wrestlers to do something beyond, right? Just to say once it became everybody. There's guys that they're like one of the best guys now is a Vision Three guy who came to the United States from another country because of his wrestling didn't achieve as a division three guy now he's a ufc champ and it's bigger than it look at look at that progression UFC, never made how crazy is that 
Because seriously, from like Nigeria or somewhere, right? The Cameron Usman got killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a guy who came from, from Nigeria to, on a, some type of exchange as a wrestling yes. kid. And then he went to like a Division three or NAI. I'm not exactly sure what it was. A smaller level now, college. He did now, well internationally. And now stuff. he's on top of the world. No, he's the biggest. He won the best. And Dana White saying he's, you know, nobody one knows how great he is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that, obviously, you know, if you keep getting better all the time, then that, that's always a so, good thing. Yeah, so sure. you... Yeah. To you, it is harder when on you when you were a fighter, or it's harder when you were a coach. It's watching. much harder to be a coach. <laughs> you know that. It's much harder to be a coach. You get so nervous, you can't do anything about it. You can you can go ahead and grab the ref. <laughs> you can't you can't do anything when it's all upon, that's. The beauty of this life of being a some type of martial art or competitor in the grappling type thing is there's different phases to it, right? Yeah. And so it, if you acknowledge the different phases and, and, and embrace them, everything is, is going to find and learn from all of it. It's great, right? If you don't, if you try to stick, stay in one phase when you're already a guy, you got to figure out what's going on now because it's, it's different, there's different things from, for everybody. But From your time in early days, did you see much changing? In wrestling itself, if it then with the exposures of social social media today, but oh. in terms of training or the more attention they got, and did you see the not so techniques? much? I don't think so much training does. There's different techniques that happen all the time. It's just like like the jujitsu. Like now there's leg locks and everybody's going crazy. But some day there'll be something else. There's always where it goes somewhere where nobody was there so much before they were maybe 50 years ago they were doing all this because I remember watching yeah. videos of my brother I remember is that John Smith there was a John great Smith, single, yeah, leg. Yeah, Ken, single leg he was, Ken yeah. Monday yeah didn't have they so were my many, contemporaries yeah so many guys yeah. that I saw I was like man that guy got a single leg like and now it's just it, 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 the body can only do too many things right yeah, that's what you learn in jiu-jitsu I learn in jiu-jitsu it can only go so many different ways after a while, it's going to take a break or snap, and you better figure that out real quick. But, and so it's, it's, like that, it's like that. But you left your mark, too. I mean, one of the things that's really cool is that, you know, you, we watch ADCC or any high-level submission grappling event. It's widely acknowledged to be a, an elite competitor. You have to have wrestling. Yeah. You have to yeah, have yeah, yeah, wrestling. Yeah. you got to have a good wrestling base. Yeah. So I think it's kind of pushed the sport. And I, I, this is what I always thought, like, in... Randy Couture was a good example, like when John Duck, when you asked before, it was like Randy Couture, well, like I said, when I first was uh, his first event ever, and he and my buddy Bruce Holtz got him because he, he, I would never have done it because he kept calling and calling, and the guy, Art Davey, was giving him so much. Well, oh, it's this guy. He did what? He's who? He's what? Because what, what there was no acknowledgement of any championships where he was like six-time Greco-Roman national champion, All-American. It's like when you say that you're... Kang Sudo, 10th degree, then that, that doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> when I was in Iowa, there was a, there, there was a, we were in our first time before we moved to the Hawkeye Arena, there was, there was a karate club, an Iowa karate club, and they would once a week come down to black geese and their black, their black belts and stuff and come down and then they'd all march out together and they'd go up to the wrestling room and they'd use the wrestling room to do their, their, their technique in there, whatever, whatever they did in there. And I would watch, see them once in a while. And I saw, we saw this one guy, and we had a big, huge sauna, as big as this. And everybody would come into our sauna just to come in after the training and stuff and just to recover. And I always see this guy, and he'd be doing other stuff, and he would look like he was really fit, like a tough guy to me. I don't know. <laughs> you know, you can't never tell ever. It's always the guy that you can't suspect ever. This is the yeah, toughest guy there. That's for sure. And, 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 
And I saw him one night downtown. I saw him get the shit kicked out of him. And I was like, and I, and I went to my buddy Randy Lewis. He's big brother. You know this guy? I see him. That they do the. But I saw this. He, the, he just cut. The, he was just crazy. I couldn't believe the guy. And he was. And he's like, well, he goes, you know, Ray. Goes, that's shit. None of that stuff works. <laughs> he goes, that's just, it's just more. I'm like, I, I thought for sure. Like I see. That. <laughs> and I was never. We were never like a. a when people ask about Bruce Lee and stuff, we were never guys like that because we never. We never. I never even seen a martial arts movie. I had no idea that there was even a whole genre. Like when my buddy showed me the magazines, I was like, well, and there's, he says, wait, there's, this is big. There's movies, there's, there's competition, there's all kinds of stuff. You don't understand. And I'm like, I don't, you're right. <laughs> I don't understand. But I got to learn more about it now because I think that we can somehow become involved in something like this because we're, we're just an extension of that. We're just in this, it's an Olympic sport, basically. So the only thing that matters is winning the Olympic gold medal to one, most people. One thing that, that you mentioned, like um, Randy Kutu, for an example, to me, and I wanted to correct me if I'm wrong on that. To me, he was one of the best guys in the UFC that knows how to use the cage. When he put people in the cage, I see yeah. him burn them out yeah. until they can no longer continue the second round. Their hands drop. They're so yeah. burned out. He used his wrestling really well. And he there's, in Greco-Roman, there's a uh, thing. They do these grind matches, they call them, for like one hour. Well, they just keep coming and keep coming for one hour. This we can wrestle for an hour. That's just crazy. And freestyle, it's like it's very quick. It's very, very labor intensive. <laughs> like, yeah. A lot of guys on the, on so, the against the cage, he yeah. was just little shots and stuff, just controlling guys against the cage. And most people, like it was no, most people now they do, but no, most people never trained up against the cage. Now everybody's training in almost every situation. Yeah. Now, in order to just go in there, you need like at least a purple belt and something. You have to have some knowledge or be able not to be taken down, <laughs> you know, and have such good enough footwork. But yeah, the wrestling's ever, it's like Couture, like he was a guy that the, 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 he got fired from his job as a wrestling coach at Oregon State University because the guy said, listen, we don't want you doing this stuff. It's like, this is bad for our, our image. is bad. And I thought to myself in the beginning, this is the best thing that ever happened to wrestling. There's going to be more kids that are going to come out to wrestle. There's going to be there's more guys now that say, well, I wrestled in high school. I wrestled before they said, because most people have a bad connotation for that, wrestling. It was it's so like, common in jiu-jitsu yeah. schools. Everyone that came to sign up, I remember at the beginning, they said, no, I did wrestling in high school. Anybody who ever wrestled, would love to do to just like love it. And it's like, it's, 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 until today, it's, it's a, a lot of guys that come and say, "No, yeah. I have. Uh, do you have any background in martial art? Oh, I wrestled in high yeah. school. Great, come on. All in. of them. Yeah, well, I always tell them when they come in, I, they'll say, "I wrestle," and I go, "Well, you're halfway there." Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Now you, so. you're gonna, I tell them you can do all the stuff that you couldn't do in wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like all the stuff that Dave Schultz would always be upset. Why are they stopping the match? Well, you know, you can't do I that. Saw, <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, it's like, I saw a couple <laughs> videos of wrestling that one of the kids, I don't know how they call the technique in jiu-jitsu, he just went on his back to grab the guy's leg. Spin, he'll throw himself on, yeah, yeah, like to, to the MNR, MNR, footlock, yeah. yeah. And when that guy he grabbed the guy in footlock, he raised the guy leg and put the guy on his back, yeah. But the beginning wasn't a conventional yeah, holding yeah, the yeah. neck, or go, no, yeah, yeah. He just throw himself, he spin underneath us on the leg. I'm telling you, just like I told, um, you know, I talked to a lot of people, but I and 
I said, like, now it's the jujitsu. Like, there's a lot of kids that are wrestling. Some re it's great for jujitsu, especially for this funk style that they have that they try to do. Now. For any type of mat wrestling, this is great. They, they, they're going to they learn some things the different hip movements. Bit. Exactly yeah, yeah. right. Different ways to grab the hand, different ways that they can't. The guy won't be able to go one way or the other way. You have a little lock on, on them. You know, it's just like Mark Schultz got thrown out of the, almost got thrown out of the Olympics, had, had a bunch of different um, referees on him because. The Turk had a single leg on him, and he pretty much just commered him. He had a double wrist lock. They used to call it in the old school. I remember and that. And just cranked his shoulder. I was here. Tore his shoulder out so bad. Like yeah. they, It was the craziest thing because the guy, it's either the leg or the shoulder. Hey, that's just the way it goes. <laughs> yeah. What do you want to do? Like, <laughs> you know, it's, you're the guys that master at that. You know, it's like... Keep going, guys. I'm just holding the thing now, but 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 he was cranking the thing, Mark Schultz, and he's a very strong guy, quick guy. <laughs> like, yeah. so it, it's crazy. But Couture went from being nothing, like a Greco-Roman guy who never made their Olympic team, I don't think, but a world team multiple times. Like he's done very well in wrestling, and in in America, we you know people will, will tell you, and I don't think so much anymore, but that. You can't be a freestyle wrestler, you could be Greco wrestler, but then these Greco wrestlers became great fighters, like you say, Henderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couture, then Couture became through Hanato, basically, and, and, and an actor, and and and, uh, and, and, and and he does like this is this is a story that nobody could ever believe ever. He was like the most just just the, the, the sweetest guy, like a hardworking guy who had his wife and kid up in Oregon, and all of a sudden he's in in Hollywood everywhere. Like it's, it's absurd, and he's beating people up in the cage. What is what happened to this guy? He's in movies and stuff with with Sylvester Stallone and. and and, 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 and uh, whoever, all those guys, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. All the best, all the best on top uh, action of, guys ever, on, and he's in there with these guys. <laughs> on, on top of that, right? I like, know, he's yeah. a wrestler. Life from is Oklahoma life. State. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We gotta believe how it's. On, I'm upset. No, on, <laughs> on, on, on top of that, you also. We have so many good guys in his gym in 1998. I think the first MMA school in California, and. We will have his team and um, have Fernando and me there. And, uh, yeah, Fernando. And uh, <laughs> so these character guys show up. It was so much fun having here. It's crazy. Um, on top of that Hollywood, you also had some experience. You did like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I fought Hinata. I know you. You did the red <laughs> the belt. Crap out of me. The red belt <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah, they, they tie, tie your arm. Have only one arm. Some moments, they, you know. they tie your arm. I think they ran out to new the director or something. Say, hey, you got to tie his arm. It's good. <laughs> it was just like modeling for me because I did a bunch of commercials and stuff. I, I had to do some stuff in mind. I couldn't believe, like, ah, just, I'm like, come on, man, please. <laughs> Let me do this. I've got to do this. <laughs> is, there, is there any any of your fighters that give you more headache in terms of training and any of them that you just saw, man, that guy, he's going to take off. He's, he's really something. And if your guys that were under your guidance, one would say, give you a hard time, you have to always be on him and... You get all the ones that suddenly it's like, man, that guy, he's. he's I was, I, I was, I was fortunate because I never trained too many guys because I never, I never think I could, could, could handle so many guys. One time I had so many, and there people would come and want to be trained, but it's just like, guys, just one person. I, there's no other people here. Because people like, don't know, Rico doesn't teach you telling new things. He actually with you training on with his body showing the at techniques it's not like oh yeah. you get, get a partner go with him no he's he's your partner 
Yeah. And that is a big difference when you you yeah. I want you want to teach something you show something and you do something. It's like people train in the wrestling style now, which it's everybody's together and and they have to do the things. That, but that's not really a great way to train if you're going to be a fighter. You got to have everybody concentrating on you. Yeah. Like you can't be in this team room thing. <laughs> you can, but it's amateur wrestling style. That's not. As I remember, we used to do that, but we would focus on the one guy when he was when it's time for him to fight. You have to focus on one person, and then you can kind of learn some techniques through that and stuff. But you any gotta, <laughs> yeah, any stories or any yeah that uh, on your wrestling life or, or even MMA something that was funny or stick with you that you can share with us <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, i'll tell you a funny moment it's not so funny for me but, <laughs> but today i told you, you always remember your losses right so and when i was a junior in college the ncaa's were at iowa and everybody um we had eight guys in the tournament and six guys or six guys made it to the finals i was I, in my in 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 my end of my match, I scored four points on the guy. They gave me four points. They raised my hand. The other coach went in and, and started arguing and stuff. And they came back and they said, come back, shake hands again. And they brought the other guys in. I was like, what the? <laughs> like, I couldn't believe it. I was just so, sorry for the next morning. I didn't go back to the hotel. And even though we were staying in a hotel there in Iowa City and stuff. And, and I came back so I to get the to get the shuttle back over to, to wrestle for the consolation uh -huh. in the morning. And my old teammate, Royce Allen, he's, he's the only other guy that lost. And he looks into me, he looks at me and goes, I know what happened last night, but I don't want to tell you this. I'm just so glad I'm not the only person driving in this van this morning. <laughs> but you, and I wanted to look at him. I was so, so but, but it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> I'm just happy I'm not the only one here driving in this van. <laughs> what, what was... Dan, or Dan Gable, like, I, I heard so many stories, like training under him. But oh, he's just a very intense individual, especially back then. And the older you get, I suppose, you just trail off a little bit. But he's just a really dedicated guy that works really hard and he believes he's a hardworking guy from Iowa and uh, really stays on top of everybody and motivates a lot of different people from different from different backgrounds and different ways, like strong guys, tall and skinny guys like me and different styles. So he was one of the greatest coaches in any sport ever. And it's hard to do that when you're an athlete, like you said. Like oh, most yeah. guys, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't happen. So he was one of the best American wrestlers ever as well. And to be able to, to translate that, and like you were saying, and to be able to change many different people's lives in doing that, it's just, this is what, this is what, living in this kind of lifestyle that this is what you're taught to do anyway so i was lucky because i got raised in a good lifestyle my life could have went in many different ways like yeah but here i was raised through wrestling and through my father and and our community that you know that to give back and and to keep everything straight with people and this in different places in the united states in different times and in, in, in the world it's not the way that other people <laughs> operate on they're on a different operating system <laughs> also you have now you are in, um, in the talks right now to come back with another event a fighting event um yes yeah, some of the formative stages and we're gonna you know i believe we'll be able to throw a few shows at the end, towards the end of the year 
and maybe more, but hopefully, you know, at least one or two. I want to turn back to the um, Professional Submission League. Yeah, that's you know, awesome. Yeah. yeah, I was a part of that a few years yeah. ago, and uh, I think it was basically the pioneer. We before uh, that, yeah, it could be considered that there was one had, much earlier in like '97 or '96, like ten years earlier than one that. here, one there. But, <laughs> yeah, but, but I think nothing. I think the way we set up the show was a show. It, it was, was different. A nice yeah, setup, it was a little different. Yeah, you know. And uh, I think we were way before our time, and, and, and I was more focused on other things, the gym, like you said, and. But, managing and but I think people. it's a great idea to bring back, and I think through the experience to seeing so many shows that did well, so many shows that did not do well. well the space is ha think, happening now. There's really good stuff happening. And I happening. think now yeah. is, uh, it's like a It's a great time to be a jiu-jitsu player. Yeah. It's a great time yeah. to be a wrestler, too. Like, it, it's, like there's never been a greater time. Or maybe there has been that we don't know no, of. No, <laughs> years ago when they were doing hack and spit and gotch, I, I'm... I'm, I'm, it's it's truly they, they they filled Kaminsky Stadium thirty five thousand plus over hundred years ago for like a, a, a real wrestling match, you know. And it, but time, I think time goes in circles; it comes back around. It's a sure. lot. Of, it's a lot of space, and I think is a need for the type of show that you put it back then. I think if you do the same thing and put it today, I have no doubt to be very successful. Yeah, I hope so. Now I have the grappling uh, needs to be oh, elevated. Grappling yeah. needs to be elevated for sure. And and Absolutely. a lot of a lot of great grapplers out there, and sometimes they don't have the place to There's show. There's no stage. There's exactly. no platform. Exactly. Now I have one question here. That's pretty easy, and I ask that to every single person. I want to hear from your own words. Um, who is Rico Ciparelli? <laughs> um, who is? That's a good question. <laughs> uh, a kid from Baltimore who has been extremely blessed, like extremely blessed. I've lived a, a, a beautiful life, and I just try to, to, to give those blessings on to others. That's what I'm here to try and to help others that learn. I believe I'm standing on the shoulders of giants. And Gable, we talked about Gable, there's other people as well. So I'm just trying to put the other people up with me. And I gotta make some more on that because uh, my brother Higgin was closer to you than I was because he lived so close yeah, he was to Redondo, you yeah. in Redondo. That's where I first started doing. I did class once or twice, twice a week with all the black belts, and yeah. different guys who would come and privates were not those. And, and I think, yeah. I think, as us as a martial artist, we, I believe, most of them, we learn. But for us to learn more, we have to be able to teach and pass that on to other people. We have to share. And the sharing makes us learn even more. And I think on, on your time, specifically in wrestling talking now, a lot of the guys who thought their life would be done in wrestling, which unfortunately achieved the highest level, through you open the gym and be able to have all these wrestlers continue to do wrestling they love, and make a good living. And their names out there brought more and more kids yeah, and wrestlers into this world because a lot of wrestlers out there right now do MMA. Yeah. But you That's were right extension. you're right there in the beginning pushing and giving that opportunity to those guys. You have no idea how much it it, it, it 
makes me feel good when I see like a Ben Askren and he's got tons of schools everywhere and he's got an online account. Like you've got your online. I told you you, yeah, you, yeah. you were the first, one of the first guys that ever did that stuff. Just like this now, it's like Askren. He's everywhere. I mean, he's gonna fight the guy <laughs> for the YouTube guy. This is crazy now. He's people know. I see his stuff on USA Today, Yahoo, wherever. Like. This, this is, it's it's all come, full circle, it's all come way beyond where most people could ever imagine. And it's just starting, I believe. For That's why I believe now's a good time for the PSL. Because also because of all the streaming capabilities and the adoption of that from all the audiences and learning about all the different arts and seeing, all the martial arts came from, it all came from grappling. And if it wasn't grappling, mixed martial arts would not exist today. And, from but, Horry and Gracie, you understand, like it doesn't, it doesn't exist. And only people that were doing it and pushing it forward were the grappling-based people, right? Nobody else wanted to see this thing, right? Is that, and, look how big it became so quickly. It's absurd. Yeah, Absolutely. And, but I think is in, in general, the world of martial art is not everyone who wants to see their students doing better than the way he did. And I see you in a position yeah, that sure. you're pushing a lot of the guys to be in the highest level because someone has to start it. And to me... For me, the only one that I know in the beginning, as we can say, wrestler, was pushing for the wrestling with you. Yeah, I believe it was Trig that I overheard one time telling somebody, you know, you got he's just got the gold touch, like you just hang around him. I think it was, I don't know, it was one of the fighters. And I was like, well, that's just, God, that's the greatest thing ever. That's a great thing. I know, but man, you, you have to do with a lot of those so, guys that even the ones that never trained at your gym, but your gym started, you know, a lot process. of people came before before there was a Jacksons or any of these other places. So many people came through there all the time. For me, I was never interested in getting into it, like the fight business. I've that's not. I've never. You know, everything I did was almost by accident, except for wrestling. The fashion stuff was pretty much by just like happenstance. It's, it's, I just let things. I go. I'm not. I don't have anything it, set in my mind that I'm doing. And all of a mm -hmm. sudden, I'm doing like the mixed martial arts came along when I saw the jujitsu. And wow, this is a way that you could. I remember the Kuko told me after the because I saw Henzo yes. down in Georgia. Um, he fought um, uh, 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 Oleg Tektarev, up, yes. kicked him, knocked him out in like yes, thirty yes. seconds. It was. The, it was the coolest thing ever, right? Like it was the crazy. I saw the guy after the fight. The Kuka comes up to me, goes, "You're done with us." I'm like, "What?" Because I'm a I'm wrestling guy. He goes, "You know, you cornered the guy against one of the jujitsu guys. We fly the jujitsu flag." I'm like, "I've known this guy forever. I've been overseas with him. I'm corner him. Like wrestlers, they corner each other. <laughs> that's just that's what you do." He told me he lost his manager. Like I don't know this guy. I can understand if it was Henzo or something. Like I was cornering him against Henzo. I know him. I've trained with him. Yeah, yeah. I, I've little bit you know it's not because at the beginning Henzo wasn't wasn't there and then he and he could go tell me you got to get you got you, you're gonna love Henzo wait till Henzo because he's gonna love and he did I love oh, it but wow. I was so focused in fashion stuff in, in the beginning that I didn't care I would go there maybe once a month or once but I would I was so finished with wrestling and finished with the competition it got me back the jujitsu stuff got me back into the love of uh, the love of, and then trying to figure out what happened I I have you know? to disagree with one thing I don't think yeah uh, you just like I think in sometimes in life we find out later on our mission. And I think one of the things you found out later if we've opened your gym and have so many guys come in and give them kind of almost a second chance in life to follow what they like to do, which was fighting. No, it's great. It the wrestling, jujitsu as well, like I said before, it's an art form. 
So if you treat it like that, then you can always do whatever. What what form do you want to be? Would be that's a, that's your choice. Like mm -hmm. it's your choice. So the more choices that you have, if the choices are very limited, it, it, it's hard for a lot of people to stick to that lifestyle. Even though people have to realize that you get satisfied more with things that don't cost anything <laughs> than the things in your life. But it takes a lot of experience or some, maybe it doesn't. You know, everybody's had their own path, right? I, I guess we complicate life a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Rico, man, I just want to thank you for that opportunity to have you sitting here and share with us. Excellent, man. Thank you for having me. Some of the experience that and uh, the change that you made in so many people's life. And I know you for all these years. Really appreciate it. Man. Really great right. having you. Really. I've been listening to your guys' stuff. It's really good. Thank oh, you. Yeah, I saw Hanato on here and... Eddie Bravo. We got a lot of lot of surprise for people, but you are one of them, and I thank you. Thank you very yeah, much. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course. Yeah. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thank you again for another Jen Jack Machado No Get Required podcast. Stay tuned. We're going to have some great people like Rico coming up very soon. Thank you. <laughs>